Two men in a six-pack starts in three, two, one. Welcome, folks, to this week's podcast of Two Men and a Six-Pack. I want to start off by saying that um, even though we don't have a guest this week, a special guest this week, this show is still going to be special because, well, Trevor and I are special. So um, one note, we are going to try to be conscious of of your time. We're going to try to uh, limit this thing to around 30 minutes. It may happen, may not happen. So (laughs) We can try. We'll see what happens. So, Trevor, you ready to go? Let's do it. All right, here we go. On this day in sports, April 22nd, 1947, first NBA championship, Philadelphia Warriors beat the Chicago Stag in six games, four games of two. I'm thinking Vince Carter, who is currently the oldest active player in the NBA at 41, was named the MVP of the uh, <laughs> of the tournament. Those vegans live forever. <laughs> they do. And, you know, and, and I'm going to get to it in a little while. Who do you think looks older, Vince Carter or Rajon Rondo? Rajon Rondo looks old, man. No, he does. He does. If you look at him, I don't know. He just looks like an old man. He looks like a kid. I see. I think he looks like an old man. I think he looks so. I think he looks so old. He looks like a kid. You know how sometimes you go through a cycle of life, and you you know you go through things and you regress and you know like with peeing your pants and pooping in your pants and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a regression. I think I think Rajon Rondo looks so old that he looks young. He's super healthy too, so they're not aging at all. Not for the NBA anyway. Okay. Well, next, 1954, NBA adopts the 24-second shot clock and the six-personal foul rule. I'm thinking that this is – think how different Allen Iverson's life would have been if the 24-second shot clock was never adopted. Yeah, <laughs> he just would have uh, swept the 1954. It'd yeah, been unreal. Yeah, that would have been, been kind of crazy. Last one, 2010 NFL Draft, Sam Bradford, QB from OU – was the overall number one pick of the then St. Louis Rams. Bradford, I think, now is the quarterback for the Arizona. Journey, he's a journeyman. Journeyman, journeyman. He was he was supposed to be the shit coming out. Right. And injuries. He's probably, been hurt every year. Yeah, every year. Yeah. Injuries, lack of I don't know his lack of coaching, but lack of offensive line. But literally every year he's been he's been hurt. Oh yeah. So all right, moving on. NBA playoffs. Just we're not gonna we can trace where everybody is is right now. I think everybody kind of knows or or they should know. And by the time you listen to this, it's it's gonna change. But question: best series so far, in your opinion? Uh, Milwaukee and Boston. Milwaukee I think that's Boston. awesome. It's awesome. It is fantastic. I, st- I said the first week that uh, Milwaukee was gonna win. Um, I still think that. I think I think they will too. I you know I think they will too. The the Greek freak is awesome. They've got such a young team. They're uh, they're going to be good. Yeah. They're going to be good. Yeah. The Washington-Toronto series has been pretty good. It's on right now as we're as we're watching or as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And I think, believe it or not, <clears throat> because I think LeBron and his boys are going to come back. They're down 2-1. I think the Cleveland Indy series is going, to be in, is going to end up being a good series. Depends on which LeBron shows up. Your 46-point LeBron or your 28-point LeBron. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Who's looked the best so far? Which team? Pelicans. Pelicans look good. Yeah. Swept, swept, swept the Blazers. Swept the Blazers. Philly has looked good. I know they lost one game. See, Philly 
this could be potentially like their worst team they have for the next five years. Yeah. They're going to be dangerous the next couple of years. Yeah, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk later when we get to uh-huh. the to the um, to the some some studs and duds. No, actually, my studs and duds are about something else. But some rapid fire. We're going to actually talk about <clears throat> about Philly uh, later. Golden State uh, up until today looked good. Houston looked pretty good. They got kind of shocked last night by, right. by Minnesota, but um, you know, so far New Orleans was the, is the, is the only team to sweep, right? And they were the lower seed, I think. I yeah. think I think Portland was the was the you know had the advantage were the were the third seed or fourth seed, or and whatever. they they won every single game convincingly. Like yeah. they, it wasn't even no question. Yeah. Well, this is this is this is actually we're gonna, you know I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, worst team so far. It's got to be the Blazers. Got to be the Blazers. They came out too flat every game. Portland, yeah, Portland, and then I think obviously Cleveland have hasn't lived up, but we'll see, you know we'll see what happens. Right, we'll see what happens. Biggest surprises so far. The biggest surprises. Yeah, as far as teams. Oh, I guess. Um, honestly, I didn't think that Boston would do anything without Kyrie, but they they got the first two games. I mean, yeah. I know now I know it's two to two, but straight up it was Boston two zero. Yeah, I say Boston, but I also say Philly mm-hmm. because Philly's young, and that that thing could have gone anyway, and and it still can go anyway. I mean, right. I think I think they'll you know they'll beat, um, you know they'll end up beating the Heat. But uh, when you have such a young team with when your most uh, playoff experienced player is JJ Redick, and right. and I, I'm not I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> bad. So this show we're gonna try to do our best not to say anything bad about the current Duke players that are in the NBA, and I actually have a compliment of one here shortly. But, oh wow. Um, but uh, when your biggest um, player with playoff experience is JJ Redick, there has to be some question there. So I think you know Philly's a is a big surprise. Who's been the biggest stud so far in the first week? Anthony Davis. That's what I think. Man. So Anthony Davis, I agree. Yeah. I've got a list, and I've titled this. I think it's the changing of the guard. Kevin Durant obviously is going to be Kevin Durant. Um. Oh man, Houston. The guy's name slips me. What's the guy from Houston? James Harden. James Harden. My cousin. Ja- yeah, your cousin, yeah, James yeah. Harden. James Harden. He's gonna. Even though he hadn't had a real good series so far, these guys. LeBron has played well here and there, um, but I think it's a change in the guard. Ben Simmons, Philadelphia. He's an animal. First career triple double yesterday. Right. Donovan Mitchell from Utah. Yeah. Killing it. Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. From from uh, New Orleans, the Greek mm-hmm. freak is showing out. Yeah, and the series we were just talking about, Jalen Brown, and I will go on limb and say Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. Yeah, those two kids are Tatum's going to be good. Tatum is going to be real. I, I've got on here, Jason Tatum might be the best Dookie to ever play in the NBA. I I, I know Kyrie. He's, before it's said and done, I know Kyrie. Um, you know, is going to be good. And I know you've got Grand Hill. But Tatum as a – I mean, Tatum's killing it. He stepped up with Kyrie being out. And even though they lost today, he and Jalen Brown, who I think Jalen Brown's only 20, 19 right. or 20. Right. I mean, if those guys stay in Boston and Kyrie stays in Boston, you got to remember they're missing Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. He'll, be ba- he'll be back. <laughs> yeah, that's going, to be a, that's going to be a serious team. I still think Kyrie's the best Duke player. And then Tatum, strong second. But I still think Kyrie's the best. Yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie's good, um, and 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 he probably will be. Um, Jay Williams. Well, we're not going to talk about evil can evil. That's all. <laughs> um, 
So, just one comment. I, I love the playoffs. Scrappy play and yeah, trash talk. They play defense. Have you seen – so, Philly, Miami yesterday, New Orleans, Portland game yesterday. There was – I mean, there was some legitimate scraps. Oh, the Morris brothers in, in, in the in – the, uh, Both games? Yeah. Oh, yeah, both games you just mentioned. They yeah. both got into a little scuffle. I don't, yeah. And then Ty Lue today comes out and says – or last night comes out and says he's going to put in Tristan Thompson – to flex a little toughness for Cleveland. Tristan Thompson has played – there's been three games. Yeah. He's played two total minutes in three games. I, I just don't know that Tristan Thompson is a tough guy. He played a huge role in their championship run, what, two years ago? Yeah. And isn't seeing the floor at all now. No. And I, I think he may be Kardashian-bound. But, um, <laughs> the curse. But, but I just don't know. Now, this one, this one was interesting. Russell Westbrook. Did you hear what Russell Westbrook said? I did. Okay, for so this this is awesome because I'm a Russell Westbrook fan. Okay, right. I I think Russ is Russ is great. Um, everybody picks on him. They say he's pad, he he pads his stats, whatever. So Ricky Rubio dropped a triple double, 26, 11, and ten last night in Utah's blowout. Yeah. Of OKC in the press conference, Russ said, "I'm going to shut that shit off next game, though." Guarantee that. Well, Tell me your thoughts about that, man. You can guarantee it. If he says it, I bet he, I bet he does shut him down. Just straight up face guards him the whole time, I bet. So, I, I, I just – Russ, man. I, I, I just love him. You either, <laughs> you either love this guy or you do not like him. Anybody, and and, and I, I just – I don't know. Something about him. I just really like him. Everyone hates the way he dresses and acts, but he, he, just, he can jump from dude. the free throw line. He's fun to watch. He's just his own dude, man. Yeah. You know? I really like Stays him. out of trouble and plays plays basketball. Yeah. Mm. So let's keep talking basketball. Draft activity. Just some uh, stuff that go, that went on this week. And this one is going to be, if you're not a hardcore basketball fan, the name I'm getting ready to mention, you may not have ever heard of. But this kid is a potential top two draft pick, Luka Donik. He's a shooting guard, shooting forward uh, from Slovenia. He filed his paperwork this week to be eligible for the draft. He's 6'8", 228, 19-year-old, currently playing professionally in Spain. Uh, I, I honestly will tell you, until I saw this, I hadn't, I didn't know anything about this kid. I went and YouTubed. This kid's bad, man. Me too. This I, kid is bad to the bone. Once you told me about him, I looked him up, went on YouTube. I think he's uh, like fundamentally sound. Oh, like wow. just, I mean, because that's what they that's what they learn. The European players now, right. honestly. And it's kind of crazy. They're 20 years behind us when it comes to being fundamentally sound because they're honestly more fundamentally sound than kids in, in the U.S. now. Oh, of course. But that being them being 20 years behind us, being fundamentally sound is a good thing. Right. Because, I mean, I don't know if I'm making any sense of what I'm saying. Now it's, it's, it's either dunk the ball or shoot it from the three. No one has any mid-range game. You know, it's okay. I, I'm not going to do a layup with my left hand. I'm going to go to the other side and shoot with my right hand. Right. And it just seems like these European players, they just take the time and they focus on fundamentals. Well, and, like, and and they're just, you know. And it all started with – well, it didn't start with, but I'm a Dirk guy. Dirk, too. yeah, that's what I was I about mean, to say. Know, deadlift shrimp before him. And, and you had some other guys that played probably before your time, before you were born. But but Dirk was the was the guy. I mean, Dirk was the one that came out, 6'10", shooting threes, 6'11", shooting threes. I mean, you know, and the European players now, the one sport that we used to dominate, hands down. Right. Hands down, now European players are coming over and competing. That's what Kobe said. He said, you know, 15 or so years, they're going to catch up to us and start beating us. Just because they practice 
ball handling when they're four years old, don't matter how tall you are. When you're 10 years old, they don't throw you in the post and say, all right, only practice post moves. Everyone's doing ball handling drills. Everyone needs to know how to dribble the ball. Yeah. In any situation. That's right. And, 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 you know, so this kid, you know, I didn't know much about him. YouTubed him. <laughs> the kid's bad. So between him, DeAndre Ayton, and Bagley the third, there, there's going to be – there's whoever, you know, the top three picks when they do the lottery balls and all that stuff, somebody's going to get a really good player that's going to – because I do think Bagley the third will be will be good. Yeah. He's, he, he is a Duke player. Uh, but I do think he will do well in the NBA. I don't think it will be an instant success. I think uh, he'll come in and he'll do well, but I think his body is a little lean, right. and it'll take him some time to develop from that perspective. But um, I think he'll do well. But any but any team with the, one of the top three picks. It's going to be a good draft. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a really good draft. Yeah. And speaking of that, so some other things that happened this week, uh, underclassmen declaring for the draft, um, your national championship most valuable player, Dante DiVincenzo from Villanova, mm-hmm. Omar Spellman from Villanova. Both of those made themselves eligible for the draft. However, they did not get agents, which right. means they can come back to school if they don't like where they're going uh, or where they're potentially drafted, or they can still pull themselves out. Right. Uh, of course, Brunson and Bridges are gone from Villanova. They've, they've declared and they've gotten um, agents, so they're not coming back. Uh, but with those, potentially, if all four of those leave, yeah, that's pretty devastating. That's their entire team. Yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Listen, I'm, I'm, I like Jay Wright. He's sharp. He's a sharp dressed man. Um, we actually had a segment about how sharp dressed he was over, <laughs> over Bobby Mills, and um, you know, I, but I think Jay, Jay Wright is a great coach. If he loses those four guys, we'll we'll see. A, we'll have to see a coaching job next year. There'll be some rebuilding. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, Ty Battle from Syracuse has declared, as well as Charles Matthews from Michigan. All of those, again, Ty Battle, Charles Matthews, no agents. So, um, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens with that. So, anyway, moving on, football, football. NFL draft is this Thursday, April 26th. I love it, man. I just, I, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see what happens. Oh, yeah. It's, it's um, fun. I watch every you, round. Oh, I, I, wa- I watch it all day Thursday, mm-hmm. and I'll be, I'm going to be out of town Friday, but Friday night I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the start of something big, man, because you awesome. get to see these kids. So, with that said, we're gonna, next week we're going to go through draft by draft and uh, or round by round, but uh, let's do the top five this week. So, okay. you give me who you think your top five is going to be, and I'll tell you my top five, and then we'll review it next week to see how we're saying. So, you go first. Well, every I've seen so many reports saying that Cleveland's going to take two – Quarterbacks and so I don't even I don't honestly know what to think who they or who they're gonna take but I think they should take the Penn State kid Barkley. Um, really, with the first pick. Yeah. Um, okay. And with the, okay, so who so who are the Giants gonna take? That's a good. I mean, they need a quarterback. They, Eli's getting old. They're gonna need one. I mean, do you do you get a quarterback now or do you give him one more year or do you pick up a free agent? I mean, come on! You're on the clock. Who I know. Are the I know. Take? Uh, they take Josh Allen. Josh Allen. All right. Who are the Jets going to take? Uh, Jets need a quarterback too. Yeah. Uh, I guess Sam. Sam Darnold. Yeah. Cleveland again. Man. So is Cleveland going to go for Baker Mayfield, or are they going to go for no. Josh Rosen? 
they can't. Cleveland I mean, needs a quarterback too. I know, but they've had so many failed quarterbacks. You can only draft so many Dude, failed quarterbacks. Rapid fire. You're coming up. It's coming oh, up in a minute, buddy. Great. Cleveland. Who's on the clock? You're on the clock. I guess they take Baker. I don't know. Okay. And then Denver. Um. God, they need everything. They need everything. Yeah. I guess Chubb. Chubb. So I have mine going like this: Cleveland is going to go quarterback Sam Darnold. The Giants are going to go are going to buy Eli a year or two and get a running game and go Sa- Saquon Barkley. The Jets, because the Jets suck at drafting quarterbacks too, <laughs> are going to take Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen could be a bust. I think he played – not saying anything bad against by playing at a D1 school when there's a lot of D2 school quarterbacks playing out there right, right now or small D1s, you know, that played in, in, in smaller conferences. But he played at Wyoming – I watched him play. I can't remember the game he played this fall against. It was against a Big Five uh, conference school, and he didn't look good at all. Now he could come out and he could sling it, and he could be the next, you know, the next great quarterback to play in the NFL. I just don't know that that's going to happen. He can throw it like eighty-five oh, yards. Yeah, I know. it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, I know, but you got to be standing upright to throw it 85 yards well i mean i hope he's not the next ryan leaf but well i i I would not put that on anybody so um (laughs) actually i'm not hoping that for him cleveland with the fourth pick they're gonna go bradley chubb and this pains me to stay say as well nc state bradley chubb that guy's a stud and he's gonna make he's he's gonna wreak havoc in the nfl because if he goes to cleveland Cleveland drafted the kid from texas a&m last miles garrett miles garrett and he's gonna be on the opposite end and it's going to be – they're going to look, look at each other and say, hey, man, meet me in the backfield and let's have a quarterback sandwich. Yeah. And they're going to wreak havoc in the NFL on quarterbacks. Running back, if they're going to chip a D in, they got to go yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. Can you imagine a, a running back trying to chip one of them too? That's what I'm saying. I'm not doing it. Oh, no, I'm not either. No. And then I think Denver – I was listening to some stuff today. Denver will trade their pick. This is my – I'm going out on a limb here. I heard John Elway in an interview today. Denver will trade their pick to the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are going to draft Baker Mayfield. You think so? I, I'm going out on a limb. If they don't, then Denver's going to take Baker Mayfield. I was about to say, I mean, because they got rid of Tyrod Taylor. So Baker they Mayfield. Uh, I, just, I like him. I don't know if he's the answer. I don't know either, but I like him. Kind of like <laughs> Russell Westbrook. All right, more things going on in the NFL. They released their schedule this week. And somehow, based on their schedule, Bleacher Report, which, guys, if you don't list, uh, follow Bleacher Report or go out there, I, I encourage you to, BleacherReport.com, or don't go out there because a lot of the information that we pull, or at least I pull, is on Bleacher <laughs> Report, so you'll hear it, hear it twice. Right. But based on the schedules and the home and aways and this and that, I'm just going to rattle through these real quick. I'm going to call out the, the, conf- or the, the conference and the team that's predicted to have the best record. AFC North, Pittsburgh, 11-5. and five. NFC North, Minnesota, thirteen and three. AFC East, New England at eleven and five. That's a little drop off there. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. NFC East, Philly at twelve and four. AFC West, the LA Chargers at ten and six. That's telling me right there that the AFC West is going to be down this year. I was that's about what, to say, that's yeah. what they're anticipating. The NFC West, the LA Rams, thirteen and three. You need to circle them. Circle them, baby. Circle Oof. them. AFC South, there was actually a tie. Jacksonville and Tennessee, both at 10-6. and six. 
The NFC South, this pains me. Atlanta at 11-5. And just because we are Carolina Panther fans here, mm-hmm. based on, on the schedule, Bleacher Report has Carolina predicted to finish 7-9. and nine. They had the number 12 strength of schedule yeah. this year. Yeah, I, I, I just I hope Bleacher Report is very wrong. So any any thoughts about these? I didn't go all over all the teams. I tried to be a, right. you know, kind of concise. So tell the, me your thoughts. The LA Rams – yeah, they're going to be good. You need to circle them. I'm serious. Oh, I'm, I totally agree with Who'd you. Who'd they pick up? Sue, um, Akib Tlaib, Brandon Cooks, and they obviously up, they got Gurley. Yeah, but they, and they picked up a second defensive back, the defensive back from the Chiefs, Peterson. Marcus, Pe- oh, Marcus Peterson. okay. I didn't even see that. They gave, yeah, they picked up actually picked up him before Tlaib. So they got that much better. Yeah. Now, they had to give up a couple things. They gave up um, – who was it? Robert Quinn, the kid from the guy that plays linebacker at Carolina. Mm-hmm. They had to get they they gave him up, but their defense is stout, um, and they are they signed they got what wide receiver they got a wide receiver Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks you said that mm-hmm. um, they're gonna be good. And they got, say. they've got the stud they've got a stud offensive line. The Rams are going to be fun fun to watch. They're going to be – I mean, Gurley just does Gurley things all the time, so. Yeah, they're, they're going to be really <laughs> Sue fun, is just going to watch. stop a hole and try to fight somebody, but you got to double-team them. You have to. I think uh, – yeah, they're going to be really good. I, and I hope Bleacher Report again is really wrong and the Panthers don't finish 7-9 because I go up to two or three games every year and I hope they're, like, dead wrong on that. <laughs> I just I – couldn't, I couldn't stand that. I can't wait to watch their draft. I wonder who they get. Yeah. So moving on, this is interesting here. Um, I was just talking about Bleacher Report, and this week the Bleacher Report introduced a series of articles. I don't know if you looked at it before I sent this to you or not, but they basically are doing an NFL and NBA retired players roundtable. They did one group with the with the NFL, and then they did a group with the NBA about smoking marijuana, smoking weed while playing. Um, just some inter- interesting notes about this. NBA, Kenyon Martin, who we talked about mm-hmm. last week, Kmart, veteran of the league, probably 10 or, 10 or 12 years, claimed that 85% of the, he called it the old school NBA. So when he was playing right. eight, 18 years ago, smoke weed, and this included the coaches, the trainers, and the GMs. And he called those guys closet smokers. Right. So... Matt Barnes, who just recently retired, I I, I, I thought he was in the NBA still. I, yeah, I did too. But he when he was talking, he was like, "Well, it doesn't matter now." So so maybe he maybe he played with somebody this year. I don't even know. I I guess we should know that. But maybe he played with somebody and they didn't make the playoffs. Right. He said his game day routine ever since he was like 15 years old <laughs> would be go to like shoot around. Well, especially in college and pros, right? Go to shoot around and then go to his house. And smoke dope, and hang out for a little while, and then go get in the shower to kind of wake himself up, and then go to back to the coliseum, the gym, or whatever, and play basketball. I really thought they just like drug tested more. Well, so the interesting thing here is, <laughs> is that in the NBA they drug test four times a year. So I don't know how these guys are doing this. They drug test four times a year. But isn't it random, like? No, they they give them set time. If you if you ever test positive, then it could be random. Gotcha. But if you they say okay, you're going to be drug tested here, 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 and here. Well, if they know, then exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm getting to this. Okay. So the NFL is even worse. So the veteran, you know, and I, you know, I'm going to just say this. I kind of get it for NFL. 
these guys are in a lot of. I play football. You play football. Yeah. You know these guys not at the pro level, obviously. These guys are in a lot of pain. So they're doing it for sleep, for pain, for anxiety, and for recovery time. Uh, one of the veterans said that eight. I can't remember the guy's name, but eighty percent of the league were were smokers, right? And that also included front office people. The NFL. Now this is the crazy part. The NFL drug test one time a year. They do it sometime between April and July, between OTAs and later on in July. And like everybody's like hoping and praying that they're picked in April first, right? So they can go back and smoke dope afterwards. Right. Uh, it's so. It, is there a drug policy or is there not a drug policy in the NFL? Only a couple NBA? months. Yeah, it's 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 four months out of the yeah. year. There, and then is. if you obviously are caught. So, but what begs the question here is is how are these guys getting popped for 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 smoking marijuana when they know these tests are coming? Right. It, I mean, like ask Josh Gordon. He's they been caught problems. like six times. Yeah, they have problems. Have you seen that Stephen A. Smith? Someone uh, put all his clips together of him saying stop smoking weed. No. Oh, it's hilarious. It's like a minute long. Stephen Smith? Yeah, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. Like 20 different times saying, stay off the weed. It's so hilarious. You have to watch it. After this, you got to watch it. All right. We'll YouTube it and and go watch it. So anyway, I I just thought that was interesting for you hardcore sports fans. Go out to Bleacher Report and and check out this series. There's about five or six different videos that last about 10 minutes, and they're talking to NBA players and and NFL players about smoking marijuana while playing. So one quick football note. We will be getting into – I mean, one quick – College football note, we will be getting into college football here very shortly uh, as time gets closer. The rich get richer. National championship hero Tua Togolongba's brother, Talua, he's a he's a 2019 four-star QB committed to Alabama this week over Tennessee. What's interesting about this is so at, if everybody comes next year, you're going to have Tua, Jalen Hurt, Bear Bryant's grandson, who committed last week, right, and Tua's brother. I guess you say Talua. <laughs> uh, I just call him thing one, thing two. Yeah. I don't know, but anyway, reports have it that depending on how spring practices went for Jalen Hurts, right. that he could potentially transfer. I think he'll get beat out for the starting job. Oh, I think he's going to get beat out as well. Tua didn't play. I think it was a finger that was keeping him from. Uh, participating in spring practice a lot, but um, I think um, the writing could be on the wall, and I think Jalen Hurts may be transferring at some well, point. I saw he might change positions too. Yeah, I, I saw that, but then I said I saw we're, we're, something that reported that he said he wasn't changing positions that he wanted to play quarterback. Well, he'd be the sixth string running back if he oh, changed yeah. positions, or the fifth wide receiver. He just that's his only chance is to play quarterback. And his dad, I don't know if you've heard all this, but his uh-uh. dad, it was reported his dad basically tough loved him. He called his dad complaining about this thing. Yeah, and I read a, a, a article that said his dad was like, "Dude, this is your." own effing fault you cause this by playing like crap you need to get back in there and you need to figure it out and work it out right i like that guy i mean i'm like well you know pretty much dad you're right so anyway rich get richer Mm -hmm. moving on 
what are you talking about? So I want you to hear, there's, a, there's just a couple crazy things that were said this week or tweeted this week. Social media could be the greatest thing in the world. It could also be the worst thing ever in the world. Of course. So Duke and East Carolina played baseball earlier this week. And this is a baseball note, but it's not a major league baseball note. Duke <laughs> and East Carolina played baseball earlier this week up in Durham. And, do, and uh, ECU won 9-2. to two. It was someone at the game tweeted that Duke baseball staff members were w- walking around the stadium telling ECU fans that they don't that they don't taunt in the ACC that they don't taunt people in the ACC that's not what the ACC does so now I want everyone listening to this podcast to just stop for a second stop listening <laughs> and I want you to go to Google and I want you to search on Google Cameron crazies and taunting and I think what you find will pretty much determine that there is taunting in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, this. what in the hell is this Duke baseball staffer saying? There's no, we don't taunt in the ACC. Does he not go to any other sporting events? I have no clue. I think heckling is hilarious, I think especially in baseball. I think it's hilarious. I think it's awesome. I think that the mere fact that the Duke guy, that the Duke staffer said this. Or it could have been a girl. I don't know. Either one. They're both – whoever said it is an idiot. Right. I mean, I think they were mad because they were getting their ass whipped. <laughs> and they just – and they was, and it was from somebody from Greenville. You know, right. East Carolina, one of the best high schools in Pitt County. But <laughs> they – you know, they – and but anyway, I, I just thought that that was funny. Um, next thing, Twitter, Brandon Marshall. Ooh. Karma is a bitch, buddy. I saw Karma that. Karma is a bitch. This is, this is, this is almost – I mean, this is, this is really funny. It's comical. So whoever doesn't know – um, a video surfaced this week with uh, OBJ. Do you want to tell them who, who OBJ is in case they don't know? Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. And Dez Bryant doing some work training or some workouts. It was a secret video. It was like real grainy, but they were doing some workouts. Shortly after the video aired, Brandon Marshall tweeted to Dez or about Dez, sorry, baby bro, no room, indicating that Hey man, there's not room for you. Yeah, they got us with the New York Giants. <laughs> yeah, that we don't have room for you as a wide receiver. I don't know the exact time frame, but a short time later, I think it was within the, within the next 24 hours. I think it was three hours later. Oh, three hours! I didn't know that. I mean, it was quick. It was quick. Yeah, the Giants released Brandon Marshall, <laughs> to which Dez <laughs> later tweeted to Marshall. Welcome to the NFC East Unemployment Club. <laughs> what a great comeback. What a fantastic comeback. Brandon Marshall's a head case. He is a head case. And, and literally now, and we're gonna, not going to joke on this, but he is literally a head case. I mean, he was on his, there was a show on ESPN. Uh, I don't know if it was a special, but they did a segment on him. He actually sought medical, mental health treatment and stuff like that. Um, you know, for some stuff, but and and that's serious, and and I'm not making light of that. But um, I'm talking about locker room presence. But, lock, but yeah, but yeah. his locker room presence yeah. is extremely diversive. I'm not so sure they're better off with Brandon Marshall going and bringing in Des. That's what I'm saying. So, Des would be a breath of fresh air for them. Yeah. So Get this is yeah. yeah. So anyway, karma's a bitch, Brandon Marshall. <laughs> uh, we're going to skip major leagues. They've been in their fourth week. And that moves us on to studs and duds. So you want to tell me who your stud of the week is? Drew Holiday, 41 points, 8 assists. I should say Anthony Davis too, but you know he's done a couple 40-point games, so that's not anything new. But Drew Holiday dropping 41, that's a stud. 
That, that is a stud. And, mm-hmm. and the Pelicans are looking really good. I never thought I would say the New Orleans Pelicans were looking really good. But they are. Without Cousins. Without Cousins. Yeah. They've, all, they've done this since, I think, December. Mm-hmm. The latter part of December with, since, without Marcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, my stud. And <laughs> my stud and dud, actually, you're going to see a trend. And this was totally coincidental, but you're going to see a trend in what okay. happens. My stud of the week is retired NFL kicker Jay Feely. He sparked some outrage this week when he tweeted <laughs> a photo of himself with his uh, with holding a gun, and he was standing between his daughter and her prom date. I saw that. And in the tweet he put, wishing my beautiful daughter and her date a great time at prom. <laughs> Obviously joking. Uh a lot of people have gotten on him about he was supporting gun violence and this and that. And I just tell all these people, get a life. Seriously. This dude, man, he's making the, the, the boy had been date has been dating his daughter for over a year. He asked the boy before he did it, say, Hey, we're going to, I'm, I'm going to do this. Right. Um, they were smiling and laughing. It was, it looked like a genuine smiles and laugh and the gun people, you know, Obviously, didn't think it was funny, and I understand there's been gun violence and, and this and that, but it was done in jest. And I would just say to those people that did that that didn't like it, you don't, you probably don't have a daughter. I've got a daughter. I was about to say, yeah, you don't different. have a daughter. <laughs> and when they go out on prom dates and go out like that, you you honestly do want to kill somebody if <laughs> if, if, if they're thinking about doing something stupid with your daughter. Or your daughter's not doing something stupid with it. Right. So, Spencer, don't be stupid, <laughs> even though you're out of school now. Don't be stupid, Spencer. <laughs> and I know you listen to the podcast. So, all right. Who's your dud? Um, LeBron James. I can see And that. let me tell you why. He, I, I know he that. just scored 40-something points in the win. But last game, <clears throat> he takes it to the hole, gets blocked. Gets his own rebound, gets blocked again. And uh, looks at the referee. Pacers get the ball, go down the court. Lance Stevenson dunks it as hard as he can, and LeBron's still just just bitching about the call, yeah. no call, but B- about the no call. But it's two clean blocks. Like, dude, just get back on just defense. Get back play defense. You make millions and millions, hundred millions of dollars to play basketball. Like, you're not going to get every call. The referee's going to you looking at him is not going to be like, all right, you're right. I made a mistake. Let's just go ahead and bring the ball back. No, it doesn't work that way. He's played enough basketball to know that you just have to get back and play defense. He cost his team four points. He missed the shot, and then they went down and dunked it. So they, they, he cost them four points. Well, I'm a LeBron man, but I don't, I don't like how he acts all the time. I, do, I, I like him. I don't like how he acts all the time, but I am a LeBron man. We'll see what happens tonight. Right. That is dud, that is dud That's worthy. Dud-worthy. That's dud-worthy. So mine, this is another gun thing. I don't know how this happened, but I have two gun things. <coughs> so former Michigan linebacker, L.C. Mohamed Balsi, Balsi. I don't know if you've heard this story. I haven't. He has posted. He posted some threatening tweets hmm. to University of Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. Okay. The play, He left. The player left uh, in mid-November, and during this time, he tweeted that um, he left supposedly to take go take care of some family. Stuff and he's saying that he got suspended from the team because he left to you know to take care of this family stuff. So right. he he ends up tweeting <laughs> something that says basically um, he he comments on the state's open carry law 
gun carry law. Right. And then tags Harbaugh's Twitter in the account. How scary is that? That's creepy. So I'm going to read this a little bit because it's, it's interesting. He goes, other tweets from the player's account read, Michigan is open carry, let's not forget, and let's not have a murder case on our hands. He says that. He also says, within hours of my family crisis, F you, it's on you tomorrow. Uh, when asked whether he felt threatened by the comments, Harbaugh, decli- uh, Harbaugh declined to comment. So um, He tweeted that? The kid tweeted that man. What a uh, what a what a what a basket case. Because if he's if he's suspended from Michigan for whatever, everyone else in the world is going to read yeah. that. Son, you're probably not playing college football anywhere else. Uh, if you if you do, then God bless the person that um that's, that brings you. In. With that amount of gun violence going on today, today, that's pretty scary. Yeah. So you're a dud. And dud. That, that's very dud. That's dud very dud, dud. Yeah. All right. Rapid fire. I'm ready. You ready for this? I'm ready as I'm going to be. All right, here we go, folks. Rapid fire. Trevor, if you could coach one team in the NBA playoffs this postseason, who would it be? Pelicans, because I love Rondo. Do you think the team would be better, the same, or worse with you on the sidelines? Probably about couldn't the same. A, couldn't, could, couldn't have a, be- a better record, but how would they be? Probably about the same. They could pretty much coach themselves while they're out there, Okay, but probably the same. If you were in the dual role of head coach and general manager, would you draft bitch boy Grayson Allen in the next NBA draft? No. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I just want—I mean, I—I I, I didn't think much had changed since last week, but I no—but I just want to make sure. Goodness. Okay, talking about Russell Westbrook and the Ricky Rubio triple double. Do you think Russell Westbrook was more pissed or embarrassed by Ricky Rubio's triple double? The first one of note that Ru- that Rick, Ricky Rubio has had since he was in third grade. Since the third grade, I think not, not really. I just right. I was like, wow. So, do like, you think he's more pissed or embarrassed? I think he's more mad at himself. Honestly, just pissed that he just let him get a triple double on him. Okay. So, do you think it had anything to do with the fact that Rubio was white and Russ is going to take a lot of shit from his boys back in Long Beach? <laughs> this white boy just just dusted you Ru- before Rubio got hurt. He was good. He was. I mean, you know, granted, coming out. Of uh, well, you know, he skipped high school, right? Uh, I mean, skipped college and uh, played, you know, played pro, and I think that was drafted originally by the Timberwolves. Yeah, and if you would saw it, you see him. He had long hair, and he reminded everyone, everybody that used to watch him play, said they that they reminded he reminded them of Pistol, Pistol Pete, Pete Mar- yeah. Pistol Pete Maravich. Uh, but some injuries here and there have right. you know have have uh, kind of kept him. And I, th- I think he may have found a home now um, in Utah, which is crazy because they got Donovan Mitchell too. But yeah. they obviously. Work together. So, do you think it had anything with with Rebuild being white and <laughs> and having Russ, a man and, bun and, <laughs> and having a man bun and Russ having to go back to his boys in Long Beach <laughs> and say, "Damn, that white bread took you to the hoop." It's definitely a possibility. Definitely a possibility. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to ask you this question, and obviously you and I disagree on this, but I've got this scripted out, so we have to roll with it. All right. How old do you think R- Rajon Rondo is, or how old do you think he looks? <laughs> I think he's like probably like thirty. Five. But you think he looks 15. But he looks 12 to okay, me. Okay, I think he looks 72. <laughs> okay, so true or false? Larry Bird once said, I've played with a lot of point guards in my day, but Rajon Rondo may be the best of all time. <laughs> false. <laughs> I, I'm sticking to the point. Definitely Rondo, false. Rondo looks old as shit, man. <laughs> okay, true or false? Rajon Rondo is Anthony Davis's dad. False. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he looks uh. old. He looks old. Okay, true or false? 
With the Bleacher Report series, series surfacing about the abundance of sky-high activity in pro sports, Snoop Dogg, Willie Nelson, Matthew McConaughey, and Tupac, because Tupac is not dead, guys. He is living. It's all a sham. Tupac is still alive. I agree. If you don't believe I'm telling you, he's still alive. <laughs> it's, a, it's a conspiracy theory. Those four have all declared that they will be contacting the NBA and the NFL about trying out, or at least hanging out for 10-day contracts. <laughs> they are all avid dope smokers, by the way, <laughs> if you don't get this. Is that true or false? Uh, Willie Nelson? Uh, <laughs> probably false. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> but Snoop Dogg, I, I could see that. But you threw Willie Nelson in there and kind of threw it off. Okay, true or false. NFL football, true or false. The Washington Redskins and Cleveland Browns front office had just come from all-night smoking sessions right before they drafted RG3 and Johnny Menzel. True. <laughs> Definitely possible. Definitely true. True or false. Cleveland is considering drafting Baker Mayfield with the first pick in the coming draft because, as one Brown official said, we see absolutely no similarities at all between Baker and Johnny Manziel. He then had to excuse himself because he had to take a call from Snoop Dogg. True or false? <laughs> false? False. But Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel might be the same person. I think they might. Well, I don't know, know man. I actually like Baker Mayfield. I wasn't really a big Johnny man, Johnny football fan. Anyway, yes or no? Whatever quarterback that the Cleveland Browns do draft, that quarterback won't be in the league in five years. True. True. Okay. Hate it for him. Yeah, I I, I hate it for him too. That's I mean, and they've done a lot of good work this offseason. If they let somebody sit behind Tyrod Taylor and learn something, then maybe, but. Yeah. All right, next. True or false, NC State's Bradley Chubb will have the biggest impact of any rookie in the the NFL this coming season. Oof. Uh, True. I think he will too. Yeah, I was trying to – yeah, that's got to be true. He's an animal. He is an animal. True or false, former NC State point guard Dennis Smith will have the biggest impact next year in the North Carolina Penal League playing out of Raleigh for the (laughs) Central Prison Pirates. False. I don't think he's going to go to jail. FBI probe. You never know, buddy. That's true. You That's never true. Know. All right. True or false? Des Bryant will be playing for the New York Giants next year. False. I don't think so. Brandon Marshall will be playing in the CFL next year. Definitely true. Bitch boy, Grayson Allen, will be playing in the Durham County Park and Recreation Under 30 League next year. True. True. That's it, guys. That's the true or false. <laughs> that's it, and that's the podcast. We want you to tune tune in next week. We'll be discussing the NFL draft. We'll be discussing uh, the NBA playoffs. And we're going to have a question next week. And I'm going to look on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and I'm going to kind of promo the question next week um, via video on Instagram and, and uh, Facebook. And we want your uh, thoughts on that. So that's a wrap. Thanks a bunch. Have a good night.